Welcome to the Live Life Well podcast for busy women with me, Joanne Bibby. I hope this is a place where you'll find encouragement, inspiration and community to live life well, body, mind and soul. Hi, I'm Joanne and welcome to the Live Life Well podcast where I hope you'll find community and you'll find lots of inspiration and laughs and just a journey together where we can figure out how we live life well as busy women amidst the demands of life as a busy mum of two who has a job and a wellness business and a hubby and all the things going on. Um, I know how challenging it can be to really carve out the time to look after ourselves well, but I also know the benefits that we can experience when we do, when we take time out to look after our bodies and minds and souls. So that's just my passion to bring that conversation to you today with an amazing guest and just see how it goes. So I'm so excited to welcome our guest today, Elaine Mitchell, who is a wonderful friend and coach and therapist. And I've got some really good stuff to chat about today um, but Elaine please just say hello and introduce yourself and just tell us more about what makes you you we love you and we're so excited to have you here so over to you hi Joanne thank you very much yeah I am um, I am Elaine and I am a woman who uh, started late in life having her children so I've got a son at 19 and a daughter at 13 and they are amazing funny challenging human beings as all our kids are uh, I've got a husband who I met on my 17th birthday and um so we've been together forever and I am um, a sister with uh, five other siblings. So the youngest of six, um, and I do have what I would suggest as youngest child syndrome. And I actually think that everyone in the world is older than me and sadly they are not. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I, uh, I do love my life and I love to laugh. I think laughing is very, very important. And I've been a coach for around about 20, 20 years now, 16, 20 years-ish, qualified 16 years ago, but I've been coaching for a long, long time before that. Um, I'm really, really interested in health and well-being, uh, and I'm also a Reiki master teacher and practitioner. So, so really blending the mind, the body and the soul together, that is what I'm really, really passionate about, having a full holistic approach, not just all about being mindset, mindset. It's all about the feeling, feeling the feelings and owning them, whether they're good, bad, indifferent or ugly. Yes, I love that. Feelings are important. I don't always love feeling feelings, but I'm learning to get better at it, to be a bit braver and not just bury them all. That's super important. And that's really interesting that you say from a coaching perspective, a lot of the focus on mindset to do with well-being. From my perspective as a sort of more of a, a well-being wellness business person, I'm much I've come from more like what you eat is important, what how you move your body is important. But what I've learned on my journey is also how important mindset is and your spiritual side so it's so cool that we're coming from different angles but we've both acknowledged on our journey how important all the different aspects are of well-being because they're all so closely related you could be eating the perfect diet you could be exercising every day but if you're not looking after your mindset if you're not learning and growing if you're not acknowledging your spiritual side and doing the things that bring you joy then you're not going to be a fully healthy well-rounded person are you 
Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head then with that one word acknowledgement, and and it is all about acknowledgement, acknowledgement and acceptance of where you are, where you've been. A lot of people live in regret and they worry about what they've been, what they've done, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, but it's all about having ownership of of your journey and and acknowledging where you are because once you've acknowledged it, then you can take steps to make the changes or to enhance what you're actually doing. Um, because don't forget, even if you are perhaps not in the place where you want to be, there's always going to be something that is is good or a lesson in where you are. Yes, and I think we're going to come on to more gratitude shortly, aren't we? Which I love. Yeah. Um, but what you're saying about acknowledging and accepting, the whole principle of acceptance is something I've only really thought about recently. I think I can be someone who strives a lot. I'm a, I'm a type three Enneagram, which we'll probably dig into another episode. I'm just the sort of person who wants to achieve, but there's something about, there's something really powerful about accepting where you are right now. And like you're saying, looking for the things to be grateful for. If you're always striving for the future, you're going to end up getting stuck with the things that you're carrying, aren't you? Definitely. So what's, what to you is important about, the principle of acceptance. I think it's, I, I do this a lot with my clients as well. And obviously, but I think when you're in a situation where perhaps you're not as happy as you want to be, or you want to achieve more or um, anything really, when you actually reach into acceptance, then you can step into the flow. Because if you think you've got a situation and this is where you are, you're not happy where you are, you come at it, you want to battle it, you want to shift it, you want to move it that action is causing resistance and so because you're not happy with that situation and you're wanting to move it shift it you've got resistance you've got resentment you've got um anger there's there's all sorts of emotions there that are a, a battle ready so to speak so they, they come at it with fighting analogies and that sort of thing if you step into acceptance and you think, yeah, that's where we are. This is how we are at this moment in time. You then begin to accept it. And then you can step into the flow because you've not you've got rid of that resistance. So the resistance isn't there. You step into the flow. You can look at something from a whole different perspective of acceptance. And then you can actually begin to make the changes rather than having that mentality of, I hate this, I don't want this, it's got to change. And coming from a desperate point of view, I guess, um, and one of resentment, you can come at it from, well, this is where we are. Acceptance, a lot of people think it's a little bit like um, resigning to the situation. And well, that's how it is. I can't do anything about it. It's not that at all. It's coming from it from a place of, I suppose, love and acceptance for who you are, what you are and compassion, and then being able to say, right, this is what, what the situation is at the moment. What is it that I can do to increase, enhance, whatever, change change it without being so resistant to it? Because having that brings the resistance in there because this element is all about resistance. It's all about, we don't want this, we don't want this. I know what I don't want, but we've got to bring in what we do want and blend it together. 
So I guess it's about having courage, isn't it? Having the, the courage to actually look at a situation, look at your situation, yeah. look at your life, where you're at. I love what you said about having self-compassion. I think a lot of the time the things we get stuck with are the things we beat ourselves up for, aren't we? I know personally, I will blame myself more than I'll blame anyone else for the issues I come across. But yeah, having that courage to stop and look rather than like you're saying, fighting the things or what I would maybe do is denying the things, ignoring the things, um, looking at them for what they are, accept them and forgiving, your, like forgiving yourself or other people, releasing yourself from the things that are holding you back so you can move forward. I hadn't really thought about it framed as the things that are going to resist you moving forward, but that's a really great way of framing it and looking at it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really helpful. Um, so this podcast is a Live Life Well podcast. It's all about holistic wellness, living well, body, mind and soul. So can I ask you, Elaine, what does living life well mean to you? question oh, that's, I think it's ease ease is a big word that I use um and and I do ease I try to bring ease into every day so this morning for example um I've got a dog who is a challenge to say the least <laughs> um and I took him a walk this morning and I have read that um is a is a foxhound so is a is like a hunting dog so I've read that letting them have a good old sniff is is like the blade of grass is like Google to the dogs. So it's them getting their information. So I've been out for a good hour and a half, um, just walking and very slow walking with the dog while he's been going on an adventure, sniffing and and just really, really searching the Google that is the dog's world of all the trees and blades of grass that are around. Um, and I, yeah, I was out about an hour and a half just walking. At one point I stood, um, there was... Um, some really tall grasses, the trees were blowing. I'm, I live in a very um, built-up area, but this little bit was, the grass was up, the trees were blowing, and it, I just closed my eyes for a little bit and listened to the grass moving and the trees uh, blowing in the wind, and it just sounded like I was at the seaside, the, that beautiful sound that you get. So spending a lot of time in nature is important to me. I love being near water. So quite lucky in that I live near a country park that's got a couple of lakes and go there quite a lot. Um, I also, like I said, live in ease. So try not to, this sounds really bad for a coach, but I try not to plan too much. And I just like to see what happens and live in the moment because I think that is, is really important. Being a Reiki master, um, we have the Reiki principles and the um, the first line of every Reiki principle is just for today. And it is about living the moment and being in the moment. So just for today, I will not anger. And I think it's a bit of a get out clause. Tomorrow you can be really angry, but today, just for today, do not anger. Just for today, I will not worry. Exactly the same. You don't need to worry today because you can give yourself permission to worry tomorrow. And I think it's all about having permission to, to be and do exactly what you want to be and do and spend a lot of time um, on my own. I am quite a social person, but I do love my own company as well. And that is when I replenish myself so I can give to others and be with others. Um, So yeah, I like to um, socialise with with my family and friends. I watch something every day that will make me laugh um, because I think that is really important. And I love to laugh. I've got quite a um, a sad sense of humour. I love all the dad jokes and I love all the um, just the silly things that you see and I just love to laugh. 
Um, so yeah, I think just being present is my main way of uh, living life well, I do believe, yeah. I love that. I love what you're saying about living in ease, living in the moment, being present. It's kind of like you're on your main values and one of your main ways to live yeah. well. Um, we're talking quite a lot on the last podcast with Rebecca Norton, who you know about the, the importance and the benefits of walking and getting outdoors. It's this huge for your, it's such a cheap way to look after your mental health, isn't it? And so important. Yeah. Like we both yeah. live in Sheffield, don't we? A big, busy city. So finding those little spots where you can connect with nature, really important. Yeah. Um, and knowing yourself like you're saying that knowing what charges your battery some of us are extroverts some of us are introverts we, we all need a bit of both don't we um time yeah. with the people that love us and time by ourselves to process things and having fun I, I think you're safely say you're known as being a fun person Elaine and being yeah. yourself which is something that I think you always bring to the table which is really important like, like we can be really serious about our well-being but having fun and laughing are so so crucial yeah, especially after definitely. all the crap that's been going on in the world isn't it it's so important yeah. to have as much fun as we can in this life yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but just to dig in a bit to what you're saying about living in the knees living in the moment living in the day and um, that's something that I try and do as part of my faith is focus on today not worry about tomorrow tomorrow have enough worries for itself and that is a massive key it's not always easy um I was mm. saying to Rebecca I'm quite a future thinker I'm always thinking about what's next what's to, how to get to how to move forward but there's something really important and really valuable about being present isn't there it's almost like we're designed to cope with the 24 hours that we're in and when we go too far in the past or too far in the future it's not healthy is it we're, our, our yeah. brains aren't designed to manage that much but just to trust that we have enough for each day is really powerful, yeah. isn't it? Do you have any tips to help us be more present? I think, obviously, I said, like, the Reiki principles of just for today, they, they are absolutely key. Um, I do believe that that spending time with your with your soul, with your faith, with your with yourself is is also key, and I think that should happen every day. I've got one of the... Um, uh, spiky mats that I tell everyone about and I like to lay on that for 10-15 minutes a day sometimes it will run into an hour if I fall asleep or whatever but just having that time to focus on myself and and also holding conversations with people with a view to listen as opposed to a view to answer I think that is one of the key things of one of the key things of being a coach but it is also one of the key things of being a human being because we spend so much time in our own heads as you as you've said and thinking about things so even having that conversation of how are you today and someone says oh I'm and we're, we're British aren't we we say oh I'm third to middling or whatever but just say you know really how are you today and allowing that person to think they're spending some time with me they're actually interested in me as an individual and being able to give yourself permission to actually hear what someone is saying as opposed to listening to what someone is saying because when we listen we have a view of replying straight away whereas when we listen when we hear what someone is saying we are actually present and in that moment and I think that is that is quite a 
to to honour ourselves and people around us as well. So yeah, I think it's it's we talk about mindfulness and we talk about being in the moment, but when we actually give our moments to other people as well, that is really when presence becomes a gift to ourselves and to others. I do believe. You know, something about just learning from each other, isn't it? Like I love these conversations. This is why I've started the podcast because I just love talking to other women about this idea of well-being and how to look after ourselves and each other really because like you say it's not really all about how you look after yourself if we get so obsessed with how we look after ourselves we really lose the point I think there's so much value in being community and serving each other um, and yeah learning from each other we, we yeah. never know it all do we? we never have all the answers yeah. and everyone's got like wisdom to share so I just love I love yeah. talking to other people other women especially and learning from them like people like you like we've not spent that much time together we only really got to know each other recently but when I'm with you like I've just had like real light bulb moments that I wouldn't have had just from sitting thinking about it in my head so I guess it's one of the benefits of coaching isn't it which I was talking to Rebecca about as well um but just being yeah being around other people and opening up our our hearts mm-hmm. and our lives to others and knowing the the richness like the treasure in that isn't it yeah yeah and I think also like you said the richness and the treasure in in that but also the richness and the treasure in ourselves as well we need to acknowledge that we are precious and we are valuable to other people but most importantly to ourselves and I think one of the main things that I one of my passions is helping women to see how valuable they are because we all know within ourselves that we have self-doubt we have um, feelings of worthlessness and at any time but some people actually live with that constantly and that makes me so so sad in that they don't value themselves um, and I think that's one of my main missions in life is to help people to to see the value of themselves for themselves not for the value of others if, if that makes sense I think it's it's really really important I've known so many people who when they've they've said something or they've been and and they will put others above themselves they will buy their children or their grandchildren or strangers in the street a pair of shoes at 40 50 pound or whatever because they are so giving but they would not dream of spending that amount of money on themselves um and and whether that is money or time it's about giving ourselves to ourselves I think that is really key to to acknowledge that we are valuable because then when we do that people who are around us we send out that reflection we send out that message this is how I want to be treated I value myself so you should be valuing me and and we get that respect and we get that honor from other people then and I think that's really important message to put out there and to more importantly to acknowledge yourself that's so good that's so important and I think as women a lot of us struggle with that and we could sit here and tell you how to look after yourself how to eat well how to move well how to look after your mind and your soul but if you don't value yourself you're not going to see the point you're not going to invest the time in it so I want to ask you about the power of three before we're done Elaine but just quickly how how do we encourage each other as women to see the value in each other like obviously we can do it giving people time well we start with looking after ourselves and being an example don't we like that like you're saying that is 
so important. Um, but how do we speak that life and value into each other? How do we help other women? Like, I hope if you're listening to this, you know that you are precious and you're loved. Um, but how do we help other people see that in themselves? I think um, one of the main things is, is that time thing, giving ourselves time and giving ourselves permission to actually think, do you know what, I am worth this. And perhaps we get to a certain age, I think a lot of um, midlife women, uh, for want of a better frame, uh, will actually think, do you know what, I've done my bit, I've, I've raised my kids, I've done the job, I've done whatever, now it's my time. But I think, why wait 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, why wait? your time should be from the beginning so I think it does start from from the beginning it does start when we have uh, children in our lives letting them see how valuable they are we spend a huge amount of time fitting kids into boxes in the education system in in family roles you're the youngest this is how you should behave you're the middle child this is how you should feel you're the eldest you take all the responsibility and you be the example for the rest of your siblings or whatever we spend a lot of time giving labels and roles to people without actually letting people letting kids letting women letting anybody discover their essence and what they are actually about so i think Playing more is really, really important. When I say playing, doing things that you enjoy, like crafts, colouring, skipping. If it's watching a film or reading a book, just doing something that sets you free for that moment from your day, everyday life, the pressures and everything like that. Um, I think that is really important. And holding space for people, I think holding space for if you see a, a woman who is struggling with self-esteem, self-worth, or anything like that, um, and their personal value of themselves, holding space for them and giving them, it, it's not about condescending them and saying, no, you are valuable, you're worth it. Because if they feel like Bob, basically, they are not going to believe you. So it's just sort of rip feeding and asking them for, asking them for support and advice or a favour so that will help to raise their self-esteem so then you can help to replenish them in that sort of way mm. gratitude as you said the power of three gratitude is is the bomb in anything self-worth it just changes everything yes I'm going to ask you about that in one second but I just want to mention some of the things you said just about that importance of taking time out and I think it's like just taking that first step isn't it to say today I'm going to give myself permission giving yourself permission is massive isn't it to take yeah. half an hour to do something that gives me life that recharges me like lying on your spiky mat or meeting a friend for a coffee or going for a walk or having a face mask and as it's like healthy habits isn't it as you start to do them you feel the yeah. benefits of them and then you want to do them more. And then as you're loving yourself, you're going to be building your own self-esteem, aren't you? But it's just taking those first yeah. steps to make those habits that then just become part of your life. And then you'll see the, the changes come. So yes, please mm. tell us before we run out of time about this power of three idea. Yep, yeah, I, uh, I work with what I call the power of three because things work in threes, don't they? We, we, it's like a pattern that we remember. There's lots of marketing campaigns on threes, so I just use it. So it's I work with gratitude, acceptance and detachment. So gratitude is, is the bomb. 
gratitude is the foundation of my life and my business. Um, it's it, it's funny actually because yesterday I was driving to pick my son up and my daughter was with me and she got a phone out. She's 13, obviously she had a phone out and she was clicking away. I said, what are you taking photographs of him? Look at the sky, mum, it's beautiful. And she was taking photographs of the, the sky and the, the fields that we were passing and I was like, that's good, Rex. I would not have went to doing that when I was 13 I was I was too busy listening to Durano or whatever <laughs> but yeah it's, it is something that I try to instill and it is not about it's not the guilt-driven gratitude that we very often have drummed into us as young people as kids you know eat all your dinner because you're starving children wherever you're lucky to have a car, you're lucky to have a home because there's people who don't have shoes. You're lucky to have shoes. And that's so it's not that guilt-driven gratitude. And to people, that is hard to, to sort of make that switch. What I'm talking about for gratitude is it's whole set, it's heart set gratitude. It's not a mindset thing. It's not a I should feel good because, which again, is that resistance, that guilt, it's not about that. It's I feel good because I feel good. And there's no, there doesn't have to be any um, caveat there of because of the people are suffering or because I've worked hard for it. It is actually, do you know what? I feel good today. And I am grateful for the fact that Joanna's invited me on her podcast. I'm grateful for the lovely walk that I, I had this morning with Doc. I'm grateful that my husband got up and, um, and, and took a sign now that needed to come down just the tiny tiny things that that add up every single day and that helps to I think we have I see us as being energetic beings and we have a spiral inside us and that spiral is like our barometer if you like so if we're on an upward spiral what's the next best feeling what's the next best feeling what's the next best feeling we can work up that spiral and we can facilitate ourselves to feel amazing if we're in a place where that spiral starts to go down and we, we stop looking at the good things, we stop seeing what is beneficial to us, we think, well, that would happen, wouldn't it? And I expected that because things always happen in trees. I've stood in my toe, I've spilled my coffee, what's next? So then you're looking at that downward spiral. So if you can keep on the gratitude trail and keep that spiral working up, you notice more things you have. Absolutely, notice more things that are good, more things that are beneficial, and more things that make you smile, that make you laugh, that make you think, yeah, I've got this. Even if you've not got it in every area of your life, and some, the the shoes will hit the fan. Obviously, I'm not sat here knowing everything is wonderful in my life. We all have our challenges, but I also know that it's ebb and flow. And the more ease and flow you allow into your life, the more ease and flow you have as you go along. So when you're working with gratitude, it's about looking for the things that make you smile, looking for the things that make your heart sing, looking for the things that make you laugh. And it doesn't have to be huge. It can be that, I don't know, like I said, you went and lovely walk this morning. Oh, you've got enough milk in the fridge to have a cup of tea. Whatever. It's it's just everything like that acceptance is is like we said earlier it's about accepting where you are how you are who you are and acknowledging it 
good, bad, ugly, indifferent. Because once you're in that space and you look at things with the acceptance, you can then move on and you can throw more gratitude at it. You can do a mindset shift in there. You can actually make progress and move. And that spiral becomes higher and higher then. And then detachment is, you've done the gratitude, you've done the acceptance. Detachment is, the best way I can, can word it is, it matters, but it doesn't matter. Because everything that matters to you does not necessarily matter to anybody else in the world. And we only have our own concept on everything that happens to us. We don't know the concept of everybody else, which is why worry is a bit of a waste of time because we worry about how people see or think or feel about us. We have got absolutely no clue. Because how many conversations do you have where you go? I didn't mean it like that. That's not what I intended, said, or anything. So that is 100% proof all the time that I mean, if you live in detachment, you are not attached to any outcomes, anything that's happening at the moment. And it is purely living in that moment with ease and flow. Wish and stop to the power of three. <laughs> no, I love it. I could talk about it all day with you. So that's the three things are gratitude, acceptance and detachment. Just being aware, be more yeah. self-aware. Um, I know for me, I, I try and practice gratitude as sort of a lifestyle, but also sometimes I'm a bit hit and miss with it. So it does actually help me to have like points in my day where I maybe write something down or take a moment. Do you have any practical tips before we finish just how you can integrate that into your life and become more of a gratitude focused person? Yeah, definitely. When I work with my clients, I do, I break that down into another power of three. So first thing in the morning, when you get up, get yourself a journal, a book or whatever, and write down at least 10 things that you're grateful for. And a lot of people recoil at that. 10 things, that's an awful lot. And the thing is with that is it's also about validating it because it's about opening up your peripheral vision. So if you work on the 10 things, so you could easily say, right, that's easy. I'll write down that I'm grateful to my kids. Um, I'll write down that I'm grateful that I've got a car. I'll write down that I'm grateful that I've got a husband. I'll write down that I'm grateful that I've got a partner. I'll write down that I'm grateful that I, um, I, I've got clean clothes to wear. And you can look at things like that. But that, if you do that every single day, you are not raising that vibration. You are not changing on that spiral because you're doing the same thing. So you're getting tunnel vision. So the thing to do is have a validation around those. So I'm grateful for my husband because he brought me a cup of tea this morning. The next day, I'm grateful for my husband because he cooked my dinner. I'm grateful for my husband because he got up and took the dog out. So you've got different things to be grateful for. So you're opening that vibration. You're opening that vision. It's a bit like if you say, if someone bought you some flowers and you say, oh, I'm so grateful for them, thank you so much, they're beautiful. And then you send them a text the next day and say, thanks for them flowers. And then three weeks later, you say to them, thank you so much for them flowers. It becomes a bit stalkerish and that gratitude is gone then. It's a bit creepy and weird. It's about finding different things that you're grateful for. So you're opening up your, your vision. Set an alarm halfway through your day. Um, and that doesn't mean lunchtime, whatever time you get up, whatever time you go to bed, split your day in half and set an alarm for that time. And then when that alarm goes up, just look around and see what makes you smile at that moment. So it's not a big, deep 
insightful thing. You look up what's making you smile. It could be a photograph that you see. It could be that there's a bird in the window. It could be that you let that alarm go off because now we can have a cup of tea or whatever. And then last thing at night, get yourself um, laid in bed, ready just before you drop off to sleep. And this is the key one. Normally we go through the day and we're like, oh God, I didn't do that. That went wrong. Oh, if only. And we step into if only mode. Rather than that, what is the best thing that's happened to me today? So you recap the day with a different perspective, with a different viewpoint, looking for all the things that's happened, and then you choose the best thing that's happened. Then you start your day with gratitude, halfway through your day, gratitude, end of the day, gratitude. It's much easier to be on that spiral, much, much easier. I love that. I'm a very practical person. So I love the practical how to do tips because I know I should be grateful. I know I should focus on what's positive, but sometimes you just need like, how do I do that? And it's just, it's about focus, isn't it? It's about where you put your focus and what you focus on grows. And I love that gratitude and anxiety can't exist in the same moment in our minds can they so the more we're choosing these moments of gratitude the less time there is for the worry like we will worry we will stress but we're create those those pockets of gratitude so that's the prominent thought process in it so I love that I love love everything you've spoken about so just before we finish we've got a couple minutes left so where can we find you Elaine if anyone wants to carry on these conversations or get in touch with where can they find you they can find me. I've got a website, elainemitchell.co.uk. I have a wonderful uh, Facebook group called Inspiring Women, which is just um, women who inspire each other day. Like you don't have to be anything special because we're all special together. I'd love to have you in there. And my Facebook page is Elaine Mitchell. Just Elaine Mitchell. <laughs> so Easy, perfect. <laughs> it is a great Facebook group really positive and fun and uplifting so I'd encourage you to pop in there and finally just for fun as we're all about having fun I like to ask all my guests this question Elaine so if it was your last meal on this earth you could have up to two courses tell us what would you choose this is quite I'm not really a foodie person as you know (laughs) but I love there used to be a restaurant near us called Damon's and they used to do a, a, a mad uh, rack of ribs, but I don't eat meat anymore. So I would go for their onion loaf starter. Um, and then I would have to be my husband's veggie uh, cauliflower curry. Oh, yes. Love a veggie curry. Yeah, with you homemade naan breads. Pretty nice. It does. He's a good, good cook, and I'm grateful for that. Yes, that's something to be grateful for. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Oh, and it's been such a joy as always. Thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing your wisdom and your heart with us. Love you lots, and we will see you back for the next episode. But thank you, Elaine. Thank you very much. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you've had some inspiration to look after yourself, body, mind and soul and feel as well as you deserve to do. Please remember to subscribe and share this podcast if it's been helpful for you. And I'll see you again soon with another episode and some more amazing guests. Take care.